Show, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, joining us now, Chris Williams. And um, Chris, it was good to see you. Uh, last night's event, always fun, good informal uh, setting. I also noticed on your uh, from from Channel Ten, of course, you know his work, and uh, he's been out. I'm really excited to talk to you about some of these uh, high school programs, but. I, I happened to see on your Twitter handle. Uh, did you decide to uh, to go out in the in the middle of all that rain yesterday and and uh, and tee it up? I mean, and, and by the way, if you're not wanting your bosses to know you're playing golf, posting your swing on Twitter, Chris, is not a great way to go about it. I do have to say, your weight transfer. There's some athleticism to that swing, so. I don't know what the weather was doing to you, but the uh, that that seemed to be pretty good contact off the tee. I, I will give you that. Take that. that was, I took the video of uh, one of the guys I was golfing with. His wife works for one of the other stations in town. Um, but Saturday night, our uh, meteorologist, weekend meteorologist Jillian was like, "You're not actually golfing tomorrow, right?" I was like, "I don't, I don't think it's going to rain that much." And then we got out there, and I mean, it just dumped on us. But it was nice, you know. It, the grass needs a little bit of that rain, right? No, for a second, I didn't hear the very first part. Are you saying that was not you in that uh, in that video? I, I got to look back at this not, thing. Oh no, my gosh, there's another me. athletic young yeah. man. Okay, with a visor. Okay, now interesting because dark hair. I mean, I could have bought that. He's taller than you know. Now that I look at it, this guy may be a little bit uh, taller than you are, but my gosh, they, watching that swing, that man gets through the ball in a very aggressive fashion, and it almost looks like the, the shot you took almost looks like there was some hail, and I mean, it, that really looks kind of rough. It was pounding <laughs> us, but, you know, I'll, I'll take that over not golfing, I guess, right? I will not. I would rather just sit in a clubhouse and play <laughs> dominoes or something. When it gets uh, when it gets like that now, uh, uh, Chris Williams. By the way, you can um, you can you can see him on Twitter like I do at C Will TV. All right, at C Will TV, and uh, the man is over there at uh, KWTX covers Baylor, UMHB, and then te- you know Texas high school football as he touts, uh, but. Uh, I, I love this uh, also. You never know what Chris might post. A picture from earlier today with Ed Tutal Jones. And you talk about a legend. And the funny thing is, Chris, as I look at that photo, I mean, Ed looked like that 30 years ago. I mean, he just he refuses to age. And I know you understand you were in the presence of greatness but there's a lot of Cowboys fans. I don't think you grew up a Cowboys fan. There's a lot of Cowboys fans out there that would kill for a photo like that. So I um, I know as a former football player yourself, you know how special that photo is. Did you get to visit with Ed a little bit? Uh, well, he – so it was the uh, the Baylor welcome – the kickoff luncheon that the Waco Chamber holds for Baylor. Um, so he spoke, you know, kind of to everybody. And just hearing him talk about his story – I don't know. I don't know if you've looked much into him. When he was in high school, his high school didn't have a high school football team. 
Then he was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds coming out of high school, and his mom said, no way, you're going to college. So there goes baseball. So he goes to school to play basketball at Tennessee State, and his brother-in-law says, we got to play football while you're there too. So that summer, his brother-in-law taught him how to play football, and then you know, it turned out to be a pretty good little career for him. And I have to admit, Mosley, I'm on my tippy toes in that photo, and it does not look like it because I'm still just a foot shorter than him. Well, and you've got a fresh haircut, so you look even younger than you are. Sometimes you let the hair go out a little bit, but this is a very young-looking Chris Williams right next to uh, Ed Tall jones And Ed's got one of his Super Bowl rings on, it appears. He's holding his fist up, and that might be the 1977, the one over the, the Broncos. I'm trying to think when Ed came into the league, their first one, he would not have been on that team. He was on the Cowboys by the time they won. So, yeah, Ed just got the one Super Bowl ring. But uh, that's a good, that's a good solid look that Ed Tutal jones has. And, uh, oh, yeah. Chris, one, one Super Bowl, I got a call, a weird call from somebody, and they'd given my number to a famous ESPN personality. And it was Kenny Maine on the phone. And I thought, my gosh, this okay. is so cool. They said, Kenny Maine needs to talk to you. And what do you, the reason he needed me, he, somebody had told him that I had Too Tall's um, number. It, it wasn't for Kenny Maine, though. He said he was getting it on behalf of, of Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg Whoa. needed Too Tall's number. And so <laughs> somehow I was the... I I thought to myself a very weird thing that mostly is somehow involved in securing a number for uh but I gave him what I had. I thought if Snoop needs to get a hold of uh Ed and I did clear it with Ed. I said, "Can I give your number to Snoop or whatever?" And it too tall was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I think that's fine." So uh some interesting stuff there. You never know what you'll find out Chris Williams when you come on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, I like watching all your, your high school videos. I, I, I see what you, you guys are doing at KWTX, and then I'll look over there to see what the boys are doing at Channel 6 and girls, I should say. Uh, and I just really like all these previews. Now, I think your latest one um, that came out yesterday at some point was with Troy. And uh, this is the... Uh, uh, the the Trojan football, of course, um, about about over over a little bit more than half its starters come back now. As you're as you're introducing this, I see some kid put his helmet on with a beautiful mullet. What did you, uh, Chris? What did, what did y'all find out about uh, about Troy uh, in, in kind of preparing for the season? Well, first of all, our, our promo team was out there, and I made them get some slow-mo shots of the mullet going on in the helmet. <laughs> it was just too good of an opportunity to not have. But, uh, you know, Troy, they had a new head coach last year, and obviously they lost Zach Urbacic, who I mean, he's playing at Sam Houston State now, and he's, you know, probably he's a generational-type guy for a high school like Troy. Um, but they're coming back. They're feeling confident. The, the hard part for Troy is, I don't know if you've looked at this district, mostly District 11 and 3A. They have Yo yeah. in there, and then they have Academy. Academy 13 team with 17 starters back. Lorena won the state championship in 3A. Franklin won the state championship in 3A Division II and moved up into that district. So the biggest thing for Troy, and the you know the biggest thing Coach Hermesmeyer was saying is like, 
you look at your district schedule and you get a big win. You have about a day to celebrate and then you have another big game coming up. You get beat up on the field. You got to heal up and, and play again. So I think the toughest task for them is just surviving in that, you know, just getting one of those four playoff spots out of district 11. Yeah, I that that's amazing when you start thinking about that because I thought about that one Midway was in that was a the district of doom and what you're talking yeah. about now at the three A level becomes uh, something about that uh, something like that. Boy, China Spring gets right to it. I, I love when the defending champs sort of get involved in some some different things. Uh, we've had so many champions ar- around here, but Lorena. I mean, that, I mean, right off the bat, we get a, a fascinating matchup uh, in Central Texas, and I, I know uh, uh, Chris, you and you and the staff, Darby, and everybody involved will be right in the middle of all of that. What do you think about that early matchup in Central Texas? Well, I'll tell you, Darby and I were going through the schedules, and I said, uh, "I'll go ahead and take that one, Darby." She uh, she got to go to it last year for the season opener, so yeah, I'm heading out there. Love it. You know, I think, um, you know, obviously for Lorena, they're playing up a class, so it, it's they have their, their hands full. But I don't know if you remember last year that game. China Spring got up big, like 20 or 21 to nothing. And then the second half, Lorena shut them out and scored twice, made it a, a one-score game, I think, was the final 21-13 or something. So these two compete, and I love it. I uh, This China Spring team is interesting, uh, Matt, because obviously you're losing the, the player of the year with Major Bowden. I mean, Mr. Texas High School Football – but this Cash McColgan kid, he started at Wimberley. His dad's the old line coach that just got hired, so he comes in. And I saw a clip of him from his scrimmage on Twitter yesterday. He looks – I mean, he's a little less of a runner than Major, but he looks athletic, and, and he can throw the ball. So I, I don't see them having the big drop-off you might expect. Okay, Chris Williams, Channel 10, uh, going to be uh, – I, I appreciate you volunteering to run out there to that one and a lot of times people don't realize that you'll have to go to one game for like the first half and then go scoot out somewhere and you got to get all that Chris if I were you and knowing your football mind and I I would just bunker down right there okay I would not leave and boy you're right major what a great name I was talking the other day there was an old Alabama player named uh, Major Ogilvie and oh, was he great in the early 80s. And EJ Jr. for the Crimson Tide. And uh, as a little seven-year-old Mosley, there I was watching Baylor in Alabama <laughs> in the Cotton Bowl. Chris Williams was not even the apple in his, in his parents' eye at that point. But uh, he, would, he would join us many years later. About 15 years later, he probably uh, came into the world. All right, the um, uh, Midway. Gets going. I mean, I this team interests me. They're 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 in a district that's more manageable, and at the same time, Shane is kind of building that culture. And and this this quarterback has my attention. I mean, the 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 stature. You just don't see that very often. I mean, Brock Osweiler is about the only guy I could think of. Flacco's a real tall quarterback, but you don't see six, seven quarterbacks very often. If they play football, six, seven guys get put on the defensive end, or or they uh, or they you know put get offensive tackle. Uh, you know, there's there's just a few positions, or maybe tied in. If you want a really, really big, tall target, it tied in. But to drop back there and throw the football, what do you think of? 
of the of the quarterback I'm talking about in just the uh, the midway program is they try to kind of get back to what they used to be. Well, well, you start off saying he has your attention. I think when he's out there, he's everyone's attention because he's head and shoulders above everyone else on the field. But he, you know, he was young last year, and it showed in his play. He made some great throws, but he also his O line wasn't great last year. Supposedly that group has. I mean, Coach Anderson told me that. He said, I think it's safe to say the O-line was our worst group last year, and I feel like they're going to be one of our best groups this year. And so as a quarterback, you get a year under your belt and you get that improvement up front. That's going to help. I, you mentioned Osweiler. It's the same, same problem that Osweiler ran into sometimes is when your head is that high up, the DBs can read your eyes, right? They can see where you're looking. So it'll be interesting to see how he's developed in the sense of, you know, looking off and, and – making his reads but not staring down at his receivers because when you are tall like that, people can see exactly where you're going and they can predict it. But I, I feel good about it. Um, Coach Anderson said that he put on some weight. He got stronger and just maturity. That, that was like a team-wide thing was finding out who they are and maturing. Uh, last year, Coach Anderson came in in June, maybe late May, June. It, it was just right at the start of summer. So he didn't have an offseason with his group. Now that he does, I feel like that alone is going to make a huge difference. And then being out of that DFW district, that that alone is just that's an that's an intangible help. Not having to play those teams. Yeah, I saw one of those teams like Duncanville and DeSoto, or there's an early season matchup that just a couple of monsters in the Metroplex are getting together. Although there's one level of the Metroplex that has not won the uh, the state title in a while, and I believe that's Class Six A. Believe it or not, it's been a little bit of a drought uh, because Allen has not been Allen just these last few years. And, by the way, the, the college coach that decided to go back to Allen, uh, Chris, you saw that. He decided, you know what, this high school thing's not for me anymore. I don't, I think, I don't think he realized – I don't think you can totally realize how, at a, at a 6A program like Allen, what that can be like. The, 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 the pressure – I mean, I think I – think, um, Chad Morris kind of thought, you know, this will be a great opportunity. It's just a, they pay a lot of money. It's a huge school. I'd like to be a head coach again. And he had one year of that, and he was done. I mean, yeah. and uh, and by the way, the Salado coach has done it. Westerberg has has been right there at that level before. That's another team that, I, you know, Alan Hare. I saw another thing you did that I liked on uh, Chaparral. Uh, brand new school, mm-hmm. but but that's that's a deal. A lot of times they will let schools kind of ease their way in. Lake Belton had an opportunity to play at one level. Okay, we're going to play a JV schedule, and then we're going to work our way up. Now Lake Belton's obviously really good already, and and has all that kind of athletes. But as as I was reading kind of about what you were saying or, or watching it, that Chaparral situation where Coach Hare has gone. I mean that that's that they're jumping right in the deep end. There's no kind of uh, dipping your toe in. Yeah, they. it wasn't even until June that they knew who was going to be enrolled in that school with pulling from the four others. So these kids are going to summer workouts. You have your teammates, and you know maybe five of them heading into summer, and you're going to be playing a full varsity schedule. You know, you're in a district. You have some some rivals already on the schedule. You're, they have Belton in that, um, and the Pflugerville schools in, and uh, Rouse. I mean, it's not an easy district to be in in 5A2 either, but they seemed excited about it. I mean, Alan Hare, I don't know how much you've talked to him. I talked to him quite a bit when he was at Toledo, and he strikes me as a guy who wouldn't want to be 
in any other situation. You know, he's not expecting to go in there and win a state championship in year one, but he wants to be able to at least compete for one and, and have those full speed reps and have the guys understand that, you know, you're hitting the ground running. There's no easing into it, like you said. Yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting to watch. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing all y'all's coverage. And then uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas, uh, Aaron will have uh, his uh, reports and Lark and everybody. So, Chris, make sure you stay in contact with us, okay, at all these games because Lark Smith, until you've heard, you know, former Channel 10 great Lark Smith uh, list the scores, you haven't lived. He just, there's a, there's a resonance um, in, in almost a reverence to his voice. And so, Chris, I want you to pay particular attention to that uh, as you're, you know, after you get off the broadcast on uh, Friday nights, okay? Yeah, okay. I like that. <laughs> you sound excited about that. Uh, all right, Chris, uh, watch the weather and uh, just know you're going through a huge golf phase right now, you and Lively. I've been there. At your age, I, I was trying to play almost every day. I was trying to get out constantly, especially during the summer. What I, I hope happens to you someday is that you go through a tennis phase. That's where I've ended up. I, every day okay. I'm thinking about where I'm going to play tennis, who I'm going to play with. What I've found, though, it's easier to find golf partners than tennis partners. People almost think you're weird when you call up like, hey, you want to play some tennis? And most of them have not played tennis in like 20 years. It's just not It's not quite as prevalent. Now, if you say pickleball, everybody's ready to play. Pickleball has become very, very popular. I'm sure you and some of your buddies have played some pickleball. Yeah, you know, I think I might, I think I might have the key for what tennis, you know, what tennis lacks that golf has. There's a lot of guys who go play golf just so they can drink. Maybe, you know, bring a case of beers out there with you, and maybe people will be more willing to come play. I, I don't yeah. think it would go over too well, but, you know, it could be the key. Yeah, tennis is, tennis is not a place where there's a great <laughs> fit for that, and you don't want to try to play after you've had a few of those at all. All right? Uh, okay, Chris, good to uh, – Good to visit with you, as always, and best of luck as you head toward that first high school weekend. And then before you know it, we'll be doing that uh, Get ready for Baylor and Albany. All right, Chris, do not look past Albany. The Great Danes. Yeah. I remember Baylor losing to Liberty in the first uh, first game of the season just five years ago, right? So I'm not looking past anybody. All right, let's not bring up bad memories. I, <laughs> we got to let you go now. All right, I'll All right. talk to you soon. Me on that. You bet. Always you a bet. Yes, there he goes. Chris Williams, one of our young, talented uh, broadcasters. He and Matt Lively on the course quite a bit, uh, on the golf course. Both have pretty good. Although, Aaron, is funny. I credited Chris with a swing, and apparently it was another guy in his group. I thought it was Chris. The other guy actually appears to hit the ball really well, from what I could tell. Good weight transfer, good rhythm, and a good tempo to that swing. 